0: Getting to hear directly from studio owners about the real life behind the scenes of running a studio business is always a treat. And I couldn't miss this opportunity to invite one of my incredible Thrive members, Melissa Connolly, onto the podcast today to share her experience in growing her studio. Move Me Pilates opened in 2019 and things were going fantastically well. Then COVID hit. But that didn't stop Melissa. Her studio continued to grow despite all of the chaos. So listen in today and find out exactly what it takes to grow a successful studio business. Well, hi there, I'm Sarah Glanfield. I'm a business and marketing strategist just for boutique fitness studio owners like you. If you're ready to be inspired and make a bigger impact, you're in the right place. All you need are a few key strategies, the right mindset, and some support along the way. Join me as I share the real life insights that will help you grow a sustainable and profitable studio. This is the Pilates Business Podcast. Welcome back to the Pilates Business Podcast. I'm Sarah. Thank you so much for joining me again today, and I'm really thrilled because I am joined today by Melissa Connolly, who is an incredible member of my Thrive Group Coaching Program. Now, Melissa was certified in to teach Pilates many years ago in 1998. So one of the, you know, one of the longest standing teachers I know of in the industry. She's been teaching for a long, long time. And she is also a teacher trainer for balanced body Pilates and has been on Pilates anytime since day one. Now, Melissa worked in quite a few different studios before opening her very own studio. Get this in March of 2019, just one year, one year, almost to the day to when COVID shut everything down. But since then, since opening her studio in 2019, she has grown it to having full classes, a full schedule, um, running a teacher training program, and hiring multiple additional teachers into the studio as well. So COVID didn't stop Melissa. Um, and so we're going to talk a little bit about the ins and outs of um, of building and growing a very successful studio business during perhaps the most exceptionally challenging times today. Welcome, Melissa. I'm really excited you're here. Thank you,
1: Saran. Thank you for having me. It is an honor to be here speaking with you today.
0: Yeah, we've got a lot to dive into. There's a lot of different ways this conversation is going to go, but why don't you start off by talking a little about, you know, when you first opened back in 2019, Um, You know, no one, no, no one knew then what we know now. Right. Um, But what, what did you um, envision for your business back then? And how did your business sort of come to being?
1: So I, um, my my studio is in Maine, and I actually just moved to Maine. So I knew that I wanted to open up a studio, and nobody knew me in Maine. So I had three things that I was looking for. I wanted a studio that um, was a good drive-by location, so people could see it. I wanted it to have plenty of parking. I didn't want to be downtown and have people deal with parking, and I wanted it to be light and bright. So that space appeared (laughs) and that's what I opened. So I was very lucky because people would drive by, had a big sign and that's how people started calling and emailing and just inquiring about this Pilates studio that was coming into town. So the studio just started to grow um, pretty much right away. When I opened up in March of 2019, I started out with bar classes, Pilates mat classes, and just really small um, uh, apparatus classes. I actually didn't even take out a loan or anything to start my studio. I just started out with two reformers, two springboards, two chairs, two arc barrels, and um, did it more like circuit style classes as I was building. And yeah, just started to open up for the classes, people came in and word started to grow.
0: <laughs> That's really fantastic. So you made some really, you were really smart though off from the very beginning with thinking about the space that you wanted. And I think when you are thinking about, and you were obviously in a new town and you didn't have an established presence necessarily in the same way that others might, if they were starting a studio. And I think When it comes to opening a space, you know, that visibility locally is so incredibly important. And and I'm sure you noticed that, yes, you had some people interested and excited to come in day one, but was it a relatively kind of slow build over the course of 2019, would you say, to fill your classes? Or was it pretty quick to get to capacity?
1: It wasn't terribly slow. Um... I definitely had less people then. Um, I had less apparatus classes. I don't remember how many I had on the schedule, but there wasn't a whole lot of those classes. I only had a handful of private lessons because I feel like private lessons take a little longer to come to you. The, what was building at the time, which was good for when COVID actually hit, were my bar and my mat classes. Uh, a lot of people... I would take up to 12 people in those classes and a lot of them really were full. So that, yeah, that was where the studio was at that time. It's changed since.
0: (laughs) So I also want to go back. You mentioned you did your circuit classes, and this is something that um, a lot of people ask me about. So tell me about how you structured those circuit classes, having just two kind of pieces of every equipment, but being able to fill how many people were in the class. Okay. So four people in each class. Yeah. Got it.
1: Um, Okay. So it wasn't that easy. So I was actually glad when COVID hit because then I bought another reformer. I went to three people with them all doing the same thing at the same time. But what I did was I started um, two on the reformers and then I started two on the chairs. So the first, the classes are about 55 minutes. So a little less than 30 minutes each. They would do one would have their reformer routine and then the other two worked on the chair and the springboard and then they would swap. So there was a bit of a learning curve. They had to get to know the exercises. I was bopping back and forth a lot and my mouth didn't stop for a second. So <laughs> I they loved it because they really got, you know, everything. They did the arcs. They did the springboard, the chair, the reformers. Um, but it was it was a bit. Tiring,
0: <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. And so, you no longer offer those classes, or I don't. Yeah. So <laughs> no. you added equipment. Yes.
1: So ever yes. since I've opened, it's been gradually every year. Um, I've been buying multiple pieces. So as the studio grows, I begin to just add on more, more and more yeah. equipment.
0: Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So you've been growing. That's really fantastic. And you know, I th- I'm kind of interested to hear about you know, you know, you, when you, when COVID hit in 2020, did you think that that was the end or did you think, did you know that it was, there was more to, there was, there was that you had legs in this business and it was, it was going to survive the duration of whatever came down the pipe.
1: Yeah. I did not think it was the end. I was really determined and I just, took that boost of adrenaline and I immediately went online and I was lucky that I had so many people that were taking the bar and the mat classes because I would say probably all of them joined me online, Um, maybe not all, but at least 90 percent joined online. And I went into the studio, so I still had my schedule. It held me just, you know, it gave me sanity <laughs> to go into the studio. Both I had taught a morning class at 9.30 and evening class at 5.30, Monday through Friday, and then two classes on Saturday morning. Um, and that just really kept me going. And um, yeah, and people were taking those classes. It was either a bar or a mat class every day.
0: And you continued those classes as hybrids until do you, are you still running some of them as hybrids classes? Yes.
1: <laughs> every, every mat and bar class still has not as many. I offer it and I have sometimes between one and three people that also join online.
0: That's fantastic. And I think, you know, it, it's, it really is interesting for the, for I mean, and I think every studio has a different story when it comes to moving their classes online. And I and you know, there's a lot of different elements I think that go into um how successful that component of the business is. But I love the fact that you still offer hybrid classes. I think there's still a huge opportunity with online access to in-studio sessions and in studio classes. And for some reason that still is extremely um in demand for, from certain people, right? From certain a certain type of client. So I'm that's really impressive that you've continued on with that. And I think you sound. And I remember from seeing you move online and and how you've refined it. You kind of have a a really solid setup and system in place for, um, for the, for those hybrid classes and how how they operate, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So when I realized that it was going to be there for a while, I invested in, you know, some quality professional um, camera, microphone. And then since I have the bar classes, I had to get, you know, a separate microphone and a mixer. And I don't even know. I just hope that everything works well because I still don't know how to work it. It's just set in place <laughs> and it's and it's doing its job.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's doing its job and it's working. It's just fantastic because your, conti- your business is continuing to grow, which is fantastic. So, you know, as you've evolved through the last, the chaos that COVID brought with it, you know, you've also been able to not just survive, but thrive and grow. And you've added additional elements to your business. You've added classes, you've added teacher training programs and you've hired people into your business. So talk to me a little bit about, share with us perhaps a little bit about how your business has kind of evolved from that point in which, you know, we were kind of just getting through to like, okay, now, okay, what's next on the horizon?
1: Sure. So, we gradually began to open up more and more you know that was just a gradual organic process and then in March of 2021 that's when I began just a one-on-one teacher training so I had somebody reach out to me who's amazing and she began my teacher training program just you know individually and she actually teaches the most for me now So that started in March of 2021. So I was, you know, helping to grow somebody else to become a teacher. And then in September of 2021, I began like a full balanced body um, teacher training. So and I kept it purposely small. I didn't want to go online. I just wanted to have some local people that were interested in teaching teaching you know, hopefully for the studio. And they are. So that started in September and that went through, um, you know, up till the summer. And then, um, yeah. And then actually this past fall, September and October, I had a bar training. So now I'm hoping to uh, build up back at my bar program because since COVID, um, the bar program got slower. So the, what I saw that evolved was, before COVID, it was really bar heavy, Pilates mat heavy. It had higher numbers there. And then after COVID, the bar and the mat classes started to get um, smaller numbers than the apparatus classes. And so now the bar is coming back up. So I'll be bringing in you know, new bar teachers and um, hopefully building that program back up again.
0: That's exciting. I wonder if that's... is. Do you think that's because... The folks wanted to have, you know, clients wanted to have access to sort of equipment that they couldn't have access to at home, or is it just?
1: Yeah, it it could be. It could be. I think in the beginning, what appealed to people is that they knew that, you know, if we were working out on the reformer, I changed it right after COVID. We just got, we got, I got another reformer at that time. So I had three reformers. They were spaced out. I think that appealed to people. They wanted that social distancing. And when they would picture bar classes, even though it was hybrid and they were smaller, maybe they pictured like sweating next to somebody at the bar or something. So it was just this um, natural evolution of people got more interested in the smaller reformer classes and they didn't want to come to the bar. But now people are getting out more and more and they're, yeah. So the numbers are that. getting bigger. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I think, you know, it's, it's wonderful to see you see the opportunities that you're business has and knowing where you want to invest your energy to growing those different opportunities. And is that something that you've kind of taken a conscious decision to do or what, how does that sort of tie into the role that you play in your business today? Would you say?
1: Um, I'm just letting it kind of happen. So I like when the reformer classes began to get more popular, I had more people come in and do private lessons. So everybody, it was, I would say the reformer classes grew because then I began to streamline a little bit more. I I began to have everybody that came to the studio was required at this point to do three private lessons. And I just feel like that made them want to be more committed to the studio. So they would do their three private lessons. They would take the reformer classes. There wasn't as much of a commitment with the bar classes. So, yeah, people to perform our classes more.
0: Yeah. 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 So you are teaching how many hours a week would you say you're kind of teaching in your business?
1: I am teaching between 25 and 30.
0: Yeah. And that's a mix between privates and classes. Yeah. 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 And then how, what, what other things are you doing on the business side to help and support your business to grow? what other kind of what do what do you see as your kind of key activities that you undertake each week or each month
1: okay so i also um i take care of all the social media and the email marketing respond to all the emails that are coming in and you know call people that need to be called and um you know besides that just client interactions and marketing um You know what I've learned with you and with our group thrive is you know I'm checking in with my KPIs uh, on a weekly basis, the numbers that are going into my studio, and um, yeah, I would say those are the some of the big things right now. The big
0: things, yeah, marketing, Mm -hmm. keeping track of the data, the analytic, the numbers are so important, right? And that tells you what's happening behind the scenes and under the hood because you're not just looking at those revenue numbers; you're looking at more than just the revenue numbers, right?
1: Oh yeah. I'm looking at, you know, the numbers of people, like how many are coming to the reformer classes, how many are coming to the mat classes and the bar classes and seeing how that trend goes. And that helps me to decide when I need new equipment. So I just got maybe three weeks ago, um, another reformer (laughs) because the numbers, like I had four reformers before that and classes were just full and they were waitlisted. And, you know, adding in that fifth reformer, I've already noticed the numbers have already grown, you know, week to week.
0: Fantastic. Great. I'm so glad that all of that is coming, is working for you. And I think, you know, these are all habits that I think that as a business owner, you, you can't avoid really, if you want to see growth, you know, and it's not always the first thing you want to do when you wake up in the morning and not always the thing you want to be working on. But when you look at those numbers and you're seeing what you kind of see what they're telling you and they're telling you that, hey, like reformer classes are really popular. They're great revenue generators, great margins on those classes too, I'm sure. And so adding that extra reformer is only going to boost all of that, which is a good move. So fantastic. Fantastic.
1: Yeah. But now, now the studio is, it won't fit in any more equipment.
0: <laughs> ah. So
1: the next step we'd have to yeah consider yes. when we
0: get there. <laughs> right. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot, right. You know, when you are teaching between 25 and 30 hours and then you're adding on some of these other tasks as well. Um, you know, how do you kind of stay organized? How do you, how do you make sure? Cause you know, you know, you're a mom and you run a business and you're a teacher and you clearly, you're on top of the numbers and the marketing too. So how do you allocate your time so that you are also taking care of you?
1: Um, so I have a, pretty strict morning and evening routine. So the mornings, um, you know, it's nothing fancy, like there's no meditation and tea and yoga. Friends. It's, it's get out, get my first child off and ready for school, get the second one off and ready for school, then get myself ready, clean the house. And then, and then I start, but it's pretty, it's a pretty set routine that I have to have at home. Um, so I get out and I feel, you know, organized and centered for the day. And then um, I would say at the studio, I've gotten um, a better schedule for myself now. So I was working at one point all the time. I would start. Well, I didn't. I start always at 930, but I would finish there, you know, anywhere between like 730 and 8 p.m. Now I'm out of the studio between four and six usually. So that gives me time to get home and be a little bit more organized with like the evening routine at home. And then just recently, I um, gave up working with private lessons on Fridays, move them to, you know, Monday through Thursday. And that's just going to be my administrative day. So I'll be home. I'll be working on, you know, the organization, the behind the scenes of the studio, taking care of anything else, you know, for my house or phone calls or errands that I need to do. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. That's nice to do on a Friday too, because then you kind of can wrap it all up ahead of the weekend and there's nothing kind of outstanding. It's a great, it's a great day to have an admin day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although I do, I do work on Saturdays, but.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs>
1: but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay.
0: For now, for now, maybe for now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's yeah. fantastic. You know, I think that it's, um, you know, it's, it's, everyone has to find their rhythm for When is good for them to do the things they need to do. And some people find that they work better in mornings or evenings or what have you. And I don't think there's like a right way to do it, but I do think that, and I don't think that there's like, that I, I always think that we could talk about this work life balance thing and tell me what you think, but it's kind of like this, it's not set in stone. Like it's called balance. Like if you're in, if you're balancing, it's not like a static thing. You're, it's like quite dynamic. So one week to the next week is like, can yeah. look quite different always you know. different yeah
1: and it's not always easy just because I have my like I say my strict morning routine it doesn't always go off as planned <laughs> <laughs> I hear <you. laughs> yes yeah yeah people are people and little humans are little humans
0: <laughs> absolutely they are yes exactly mm-hmm. and but but if you didn't if you didn't kind of have the the sort of the rituals and that you know kind of what you're kind of aiming for then you, that's when I think for me, at least like you tend to find, I've tend to find that I feel like a little Liz, things tend to stack up and feel a little bit overwhelmed. So that's right. Good to have it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That and I'm just, sure. I'm just glad that I finally have this one day off that I'm, you know, checking even more things off of the list and getting yeah. more organized. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I think that's the goal, right? Is that for business and life, you kind of have a system that enables you to be as organized as possible. And you know you kinda you've you've established that system in your business where you kind of have figured out that each day you need to do these things and there's the times you dedicate to the teaching and the and the other things and then this is the day that is the other thing that you do the marketing and the all of the back behind the scenes and the numbers and so on so you know and and I think that running a business is really kind of a series of systems right <laughs> like,
1: it is, and that's part of like what i I want to be working more and more on. It's kind of like I was thinking about it. You know, with Pilates, you're always learning. You're always kind of peeling the layers off and you get one thing, but then there's just more to learn. There's more to do. And I find, I find running a Pilates business is similar to that. I'm like, okay, I've done this, but now I know I want to do the next thing to make it, you know, even better oh <laughs> or more goodness. organized or more streamlined. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's like, there's always, yeah, it's exactly the same as, as Pilates. <laughs> there's mm-hmm. always a little bit more. If you want to go there, you can go there and do that thing and add that thing or peel back that layer and discover that little bit more of what can happen and keep refining and layering in. And it's not to say, you know, no one starts at the, that end of it. You start where you are and you, you just, you keep layering in and refining what you're doing and, you know, optimizing what you have. And, and then, you know, as you, as you've shown everybody here listening, you know, it's, it's possible when you just keep looking for those things and building and implementing those, you know, habits that you've developed for yourself to to make sure your business is is moving forward. So Yeah, it's, right. It's yeah. Great to see.
1: Yeah, always learning and trying to grow.
0: <laughs> That's right. So I'm sure that you may have started thinking about 2023 already. I'm so excited to share with you that we've got the two planning workshops coming up inside of thrive and I know you the people listening can't see but Melissa just for you I've got a whole workbook that you're going to be getting amazing it's a little <laughs> gift for you that's going to help you for 2023 plan out your goals but also give you a action plan to get there so that's have great. you started thinking about what you want for next year yet
1: i have of course so um yeah for 2023 it's just more streamlining and organizing. What I want to do is work on um an employee handbook and a manual. I'm actually um connected with Katie Santos right now, who is gonna help me with that. Yes. Um, so you know that's just another system and organizing tool that I want to do. Um, I want it was on my to do list actually for last year, but it never happened. So 2023, I want to look into something like BrandBot or Marketing Suite just to get, you know, more um, client. Yeah. Yeah. Communications easier and better. Um, Yeah. I've got another teacher training coming up starting in January. And I do have two teachers on the horizon that are going to be coming in and helping out with some intro private lessons and, um, you know, maybe some classes or maybe my Saturdays.
0: Yes, all (laughs) the Saturdays.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) That's exciting. Those are some things. Yeah,
1: yeah. Just, you know, but I'm always trying to like streamline and organize and I feel like uh, I get really inspired.
0: Yes, every week you're there every week and dedicating that one hour to listening and learning and growing in your business. And that's just an hour a week. And it's, it just keeps, keeps you focused on the things that matter in your business. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. right. That's Fantastic. Right. So as we kind of wrap up, I really appreciate Melissa, you being so open and, um, for sharing with us, you know, the growth of your business and what that looks like and all of those, you know, how it, it's all the things that happen kind of behind the scenes of running a successful business that is growing every single year, year after year. Um, so tell us a little bit about if people want to find you and follow you and learn more about what you're doing. Um, what's the best place for them to find you?
1: Sure. So my, um, website is just move And then my Instagram is move me under slash pilates. I think I'm just checking. Um, yeah, move me under slash Pilates. Yeah,
0: fantastic. And I'm gonna connect to all of that in the show notes as well. And I really encourage you to go and check out what Melissa's doing and see what's possible for you know you as if you're a studio owner and you have a similar kind of business to Melissa you know, you can see what's possible behind the scenes when you kind of follow, if you see her social media, what she's doing, she's super smart on social media with what she's sharing and how she's um, connecting with her clients um, over there. And I really encourage you to go and check out all the things because Melissa has truly um, really, she has really taken big strides and it's, and it's been a real, um, I'd say your, your growth every single month and every single year is just is 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 you know you're taking big strides all the time and always looking for where there's opportunity for um refining what you're already doing and optimizing what you already have, and I think that that really is you know that's showing in everything that you're doing. so you know huge congratulations to you, Melissa.
1: Thank you, sarah. Well I done. And thank that. you for
0: <laughs> inspiring everyone with what you do and being an incredible and generous part of our Thrive group as well. It's really fantastic to see you every week. Thank you.
1: Yes, it's always fantastic to see you every week too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening in to the Pilates Business Podcast. I hope this is helpful to you. I think that hearing um, from a fellow studio owner about what really goes on behind the scenes is, is invaluable. Um, and so if you're loving what you're hearing, I'd be super appreciative if you could go to wherever you're listening to this take a quick minute and leave a quick review Um, it would be um, so wonderful for me to hear um, what you're thinking and what's happening in your business so that's the best place for you to do that and then it also means that this podcast um, reaches more people in our community so that more teachers and studio owners just like you get um, access to support and encouragement that is so incredibly needed in our industry so thank you so much Did you love this episode and want more? Head to spring3.com and check out my free resources that will help you run a profitable and fulfilling studio business. And before you go, one last reminder, there is no one way to do what you do, only your way. So whatever it is that you want to do, create or offer, you've got this. Thanks again for joining me today and have a wonderful rest of your day.